Why It Matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lin Li Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. Lin, buyers of high-end luxury cars will have to take in another round of tax increases with the costliest cars now attracting a tax of more than three times their open market value. That's correct. Announcing this in his Budget 2023 speech, Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong said cars with an OMV, which is the approximate cost of a car before taxes, higher than $80,000 will incur an additional registration fee, ARF, or the main car tax, of 320% from 220%. Mr Wong added that these changes are expected to affect the top one-third of cars and will generate about, get this, $200 million in additional revenue a year. But how much will this really impact the ultra-rich in Singapore? That, of course, is the million-dollar question. To tell us more, we have on the line Dr. Walter Tessera, Associate Professor Economics at the Singapore University of Social Science. Good morning, Doctor. How are you? Hello, good morning. I'm good. So, Walter, $200 million in additional revenue a year, a major boost to the economy. But do these tax increases reinforce a sense of exclusivity for buyers eyeing these luxury vehicles? Well, you know, I think uh, the reason why the government targeted uh, ultra-luxury cars in particular with this tax increase is that their sense is uh, demand for these kinds of cars is somewhat inelastic, uh, unlike demand for mass market cars. And, you know, what that means is that when you raise the prices of these cars, whether it's uh, from the importers or whether it's through government taxes, uh, you don't really lose that much demand for these high-end cars. And that's because part of the value uh, of owning such a car actually come from the exclusivity. And that's actually gone up now. I mean, there are buyers out there in Singapore who value the social status of owning a high-end car or rare model. You know, when you when you show up at the country club with that kind of car, it, it sends a certain signal about how successful you are. And so if, that, uh, if the club of owners of some of these models becomes more exclusive, that is not actually a bad thing from the point of view of a buyer and owner of these kinds of cars. I mean, of course, what really everybody wants is they want to buy a car as cheap cheaply as possible, but they want other people to think their car is expensive as possible. And I think the tax increase definitely helps with the thinking it's expensive part, at least. Yeah, they're calling this a Veblen good, right? Which is one for which demand increases as the price increases. Yeah, yeah that's certainly possible that certain high-end cars are Veblen goods because, you know, um, the, the value of the car essentially goes up uh, when the to, to you, right? When, when the price goes up. And that's the whole point here, I think. That's how at least some of these ultra-luxury cars are seen by buyers. I guess to the ultra-rich, it might seem like chump change at this point and will probably not deter these buyers of luxury Luxury cars. I mean, Walter, will we ever see that happening in the near future? When is it going to be too much? Well, I think uh, demand for these really high-end cars is probably driven more by economic conditions than anything else. If the buyers are doing well in their businesses and in their investments, then they can easily afford this tax hike. And that is, I think, especially true if the prestige and social value of the cars actually goes up because uh, it's an even stronger signal of how successful your business is. Uh, so, of course, you know, there always is going to be a point where uh, if you raise the prices or the taxes enough, you're going to start 
not her thing or then think the man for these things. But um, my guess is we're not there yet, even with uh, this uh, high tech. You know, in the rest of the world, people think that it's unimaginable that you pay uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax on certain car models, you know, in Singapore. But uh, you still, you know, go down Orchard Road or you go to some, uh, you know, high end hotels and places and you still see uh, the parking lot full of, you know, uh, these really ultra high end cars and, and the value of each of these cars is they're basically HDB flats and wheels, right? So, uh, yeah, Singapore is that kind of market. With the continued demand for these luxury cars, do you think the prices of these higher end used cars will be likely to rise in tandem with the tax increases? Uh, yes, um, the used car market is linked to the new car market. It's a substitute for buying new. And when the cost of uh, buying a new car rises, the used car price also rises. The clearest connection is actually the COE price. You know, every time the uh, COE price goes up, used car prices go up, even if the COE belonging to that used car was obtained at a much lower price. Um, and the converse also happens. You know, the used car market also takes a hit if the price of a used car falls uh, to the minimum of the paper value of the used car. Now, that being said, if you're buying a car, you know, for the prestige value, Obviously, having the latest and greatest model mm. is very important. Mm. So I think it's going to be quite model-specific. Walter, another question that's been on the minds of a lot of people since uh, Deputy Prime Minister and Finance Minister Lawrence Wong's speech was about undelivered cars, you know, which were sold at earlier prices but now require a fresh COE from February 22nd, uh, the bidding exercise or later. Typically, customers would have to pay the higher taxes, but there are dealerships that told the Straits Times that they would likely cover the difference while other dealerships have contacted their customers to ask them for top-ups. Where do you stand on this? Well, you know, this is actually the price effect of a, of a tax that works its way through the market. Because generally, when you impose a tax, um, that tax is going to be shared by both sellers and buyers. Uh, what it means is sellers usually have difficulty passing on 100% of the tax in terms mm. of a higher sale price. So they will have to make some decision to absorb some of the tax and reduce profit. Uh, so what's going on there is the sellers with a weaker competitive position are going to have to absorb more tax. But, you know, if you're selling maybe a very rare model uh, where buyers have no objection to price, they might pass on most or all of the tax. So it really depends on, on the model and the competitive position the dealer is in. My, my guess is that uh, those models, which are closer perhaps to the, um, you know, to the OMV threshold cutoffs, those which are maybe more in the mass luxury segment, the buyers that might be a bit more price sensitive and the dealers might have to uh, cover more of the difference. But, you know, it's really model specific. So are buyers of high-end cars and private hire operators largely responsible for pushing up COE prices? And who are these buyers? Are they mainly locals or foreigners? You know, the, the main cause of high COE prices is actually the limited supply right now. And uh, that's because we're right now stuck in kind of like a, a bottom part of the COE cycle. So what happens is the COE supply actually comes from the deregistration of vehicles uh, today, which means that your supply today is determined by supply 10 years ago. And what happens in the Singapore market is we have kind of this peak and throw where uh, during the early part of the decade, uh, there are very few CUEs issued during the later part of the decade, then there are many CUEs issued. So that's actually the main uh, reason for very high CUE prices right now. There's just not many CUEs being issued because there were not many CUEs issued 10 years ago around this time. Mm -hmm. um, now, when it comes to, of course, the identity of buyers, this is actually 
really hard to determine from hard data because, uh, you know, LTA doesn't release the nationality of the buyer or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, anecdotally, you do hear that, especially for the uh, high-end market, uh, some of the dealers say that a lot of the, the buyers in that segment are are basically uh, people somewhat new to Singapore, new, new investors, new business people, you know, new uh, high-end uh, professional workers who uh, basically don't seem to have a lot of objections to the price uh, that is being charged for these high-end vehicles. But again, this is all just anecdote. So looking at the bigger picture, how does this redistribution exercise help the wider community in Singapore? Well, um, the basic problem we face is that we have a lot of social spending needs. Uh, you know, with the aging population, with uh, the challenges faced by lower income households, with high inflation in the last year and so on. And you want to be able to provide for these spending needs in the least painful way possible for the economy. And it turns out that uh, taxes on high-end luxury cars in Singapore is actually a pretty good way of raising revenue without uh, harming the economy too much. And that's really because I think in Singapore, nobody really needs a car. Uh, mm. You have got a lot of excellent public transport alternative options. And so buying a car is a voluntary choice. Certainly for the very high-end car models, it's completely voluntary. After all, somebody buying a Rolls-Royce could have easily decided to buy a Toyota, right? I mean, it's up to them, it's their choice. But if mm. they choose to voluntarily buy that extremely expensive car and give you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax to us, that's a great thing because they chose to do it voluntarily. We're going to put that money to good use. So I think um, you know high-end uh, car taxes are overall good in the uh, in terms of promoting redistribution. It's a relatively painless way of collecting the money that we need for our social spending needs. Depends how the collections are distributed, right? Whether they're optimally done to benefit those who need them more. No, no, that, that's definitely true. And I think what we've seen in this year's budget, and, and uh, this is continuing the team in the uh, last couple of budgets, is that we've been trying to focus this money more uh, on ensuring that uh, Singaporeans who need the help actually get it. And, you know, the, the groups I mentioned earlier would be lower income families who have been hearted by inflation, retirees, for example. Uh, and this is uh, th- this shows up in, in the statistics in the data. So, for example, if you look at the uh, Gini coefficient, a Gini coefficient is a measure of income inequality in any country, what you see is the Gini coefficient after the effect of taxes and redistribution has been accounted for has actually been steadily falling in Singapore over the years. And this means that uh, essentially we've gotten a bit better at targeting our uh, subsidies, our you know, uh, handouts, our assistance uh, to people who really need the help the most. So I think that's evidence that we're trying to allocate this um, towards more social needs. Luxury taxes on cars, will they really affect the ultra-wealthy here in Singapore? Well, that's been uh, the gist of the conversation with Dr. Walter Tessera, Associate Professor of Economics at the Singapore University of Social Sciences. Thank you so much for helping us out as always and have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.